welcome back to the Movie Overload podcast. I don't know why I said that. Hi. Where we go over 100 oh. films in cinema history from A Trip to the Moon to Parasite and everything in between, except for Woody freaking Allen. Not that guy. Frick. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. We keeping it PG. Frick that. Frick that. Yeah, no, it's, it's PG day. We're talking about a movie. Well, the thing is, at this point in the timeline... Uh, there's there's finally a kind of code, oh, so we can't code. we can't get too yep, aggressive with it. You know, that's in that fair. era, back in our pre-code episodes, it was fine to say fuck Woody Allen, but now we oh, even though ah! nobody nobody then really ah! seemed Start to be over. doing that. I, I failed. Guess. I'm so I have sorry. Stress now. I need no. therapy. I wonder I'm if sorry, I didn't mean to do that you to you. Did anybody <laughs> say fuck in pre-code movies? That would be fun. That would be interesting. I kind of you know I, I want to do a podcast like patreon exclusive episodes just like yeah like just going over a bunch of like pre-code post-code things the censorship episode yeah that'd be cool i definitely think that there's a lot of a lot of room for good patreon episodes for us which need to make a patreon is a good and a bad thing (laughs) so (sighs) but yeah you know we've got what what do we have up there we'll do, do the horror movie uh thing is that so that is that just like a commentary on the movie i think it should be yeah like a reaction video because i just freak out like i cover my eyes and i make weird noises and i just get very scared even when it's not scary Mm. because i know that it's coming right yeah that's entertaining to people but we could record it as a live react and edit out the good bits right yeah like we could even live stream it Mm. oh yes oh yeah it'll be like a watch party yeah. But with me being a scaredy pants. That's pretty cool. And then there's the ASMR movie podcast that's we more that. probably topical and current of like, hello, uh, so I just saw Tenet and it was boring <laughs> or whatever. I mean, I haven't yet. I was like, what? But yeah. my, my guess, <laughs> hey, you know, maybe ba- based off of like my track record. Right. We don't have to get into that on this podcast. We well, don't have to talk about my feelings on Nolan for another like two I was years. Say, we are so. talking about Inception later. We will eventually. Later. Yeah. Uh, which is unfortunate because we just saw it uh, because it's showing in the theaters right now. And we have thoughts about it and we've been talking about it quite a bit. But we're going to just have to like store all those away and regurgitate them in like several months mm-hmm. when we actually talk Gosh. about the movie. At the point that we're doing that, like the Inception episode is not going to be yeah. for... Yeah, out. I mean, probably a year out, I guess, probably. I mean, it could be like January 2022 <laughs> by the time that episode ah, comes out. It's rough. Yeah. Dang. And this for the long haul. Yeah. Because, like, it doesn't feel that bad when you're like, oh, it's 100 movies. You're like, oh, it's not that bad. But then if you're only like, I do one a week, and like, it's not that many weeks in a year, it's like half that. Uh-huh. So it's like pretty nearly two years. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's crazy. Which, I mean... What have we gotten ourselves into? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I mean, I know. you know, I I tried to make you guys aware of that when I, I started this I concept. I I'm, I'm young. I'm, but, I'm you know, now that, we, yeah. Yeah, the fact that we can plan ahead. Right. Mm-hmm. Not bank episodes. Oh, gosh, no, never. Never that. We would never do but, that. But, you know, we're ever. prepared. We're fine. Yeah. It is, yeah. I, I'm glad that it is kind of an evergreen thing. Yes. Because it it does allow for say somebody to go to Switzerland for three months, uh, yeah. which you know not may or not. I mean, I guess just I mean, I, I, yeah, I didn't mean. I mean, you know, or anything else, you know. Yeah, whatever. Someone could also go to the dentist office for three months, or 
I uh, I would. Yeah. That yes. sounds horrifying. Yeah. That's yeah, actually, I would die. That's terrifying. Do you, do you have pretty messed up teeth? Or no, I just don't like the dentist. Hmm. They're like, "Why are you bleeding?" And they're like stabbing your gums. Right. And I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, they're always so mean about that. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, I didn't. It's not my fault, you know. Like I. I don't know. Last time the, the dentist insulted my genetics last time I was there. They're like Rude. they're like, yeah, like you've, you know, unfortunately you seem to have the gene that like has more more plaque buildup and all this mm. other stuff. So you have to actually have to come here twice as often as normal people. What? And I was like, but uh, can I not? Yeah. Like not I didn't that. do what that to myself. Really good. You yeah, know? you didn't ask for that. And I mean, yeah, it makes sense anyway. Dental issues aside. Uh, I don't have great genetics. I'm very so, sorry. Yeah, that's why. It's okay, that's why this yeah. is an audio podcast. We love you, you know, No one has to see me <laughs> be horrified. <laughs> oh, teeth. you know, first first thought is just, man, that guy's got bad genetics. You can just tell instantly oh. the pastiness <laughs> that's what of I my skin. When I first met you. That's why. Yeah. It's like Hannah has horrible is genetics. Which you know, you were you were friends with my sister for a while before uh, you I even met me. I picked up with her so right away. You, yeah. <laughs> I'm just I kidding. I love you, <laughs> sister of the podcast. Oh, <laughs> yeah. family of pod. She's a queen. Dang. Anyway. Well, I mean, I don't think we can get past the fact that you just insulted my sister. As it's, I mean, it might be the end of the podcast. And we oh. could just wrap it up now. Uh, uh, <laughs> I was just trying I think to we're insult done you here. and you made the tie <laughs> that you're related. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it was my plan all along. I didn't want to do a hundred ah, episodes of this. Right I was like, oh gosh, I've got to figure out a way to end this fast. Okay, Hannah, dude, insult my sister. <laughs> oh. That's all good. All right, well, fine. It, it might be time to get on to the main topic. I guess. Possibly. All right, let's have it. Let's see how ready we are. Okay. Star is born. Ooh. Is a 1937 American Technicolor romantic drama directed by William Wellman, and there are now total a total of four versions of the film. This is the first and only version that's not a musical. And the 1937 movie won the Academy Award for Best Original Story, and shows us an up close look at what it's like to be a celebrity in America, while also showing us how addiction affects relationships. Dang. Abstract is good times. Rating. I give that abstract, <laughs> and. 8.9 out of 8.8. So I'll take it. That's, that's pretty <laughs> oh, good. Nice. <laughs> um, yeah, and I have a plot summary with spoilers. Yep. We we sure we certainly should say off at the offset now that we are getting into movies that are kind of plot based, yeah. and I feel like that it tends to be the trend in film. Yeah, uh, from this point on, so uh, you know, if we were going to talk about something that happens later in the general, might not matter too much for you. Right. But at this point, it might affect your experience. So if you haven't seen the film yet, and that doesn't bother you, then like, all good. We've got the summary here. But if you know you don't want to be spoiled on any of the four versions of this movie that exist, <laughs> exactly. then like, it sums up maybe, all four of them. Maybe go elsewhere. Basically. Cool. Yeah. Anyway, let's have that summary. Okay. We'll see how I do. <laughs> um, a Star is Born follows the story of an aging male celebrity dealing with addiction who meets a young, talented, aspiring star in this version, aspiring actress. Um, in other versions, it's singer. They fall in love as he simultaneously opens the door she needs to pursue her career. 
While she begins to experience massive success, we watch Norman, uh, his career decline, and the two end up getting married when Norman promises to give up drinking, but he gives into the addiction again as the pressures of the industry and lack of career success builds tension. After overhearing Esther, the girl, um, after overhearing Esther's plan to abandon her acting career to take care of him, Norman commits suicide. Esther chooses to continue her career after his death. Is a time, is a good, is a good summary that that Decent. does. I think that hits pretty much every major beat except yeah. for how iconic the grandma is. Yes, she's oh, so good. Yes. Oh yes, definitely. <laughs> loved her so much. Should be mentioned. Oops, <laughs> I appreciate her so she's much. She's kind of great. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. Great ones. I was like, oh yeah, they have names: Esther and Norman. Mm-hmm. In this version, Granny is that is that the names in the other versions? No. They know? are not. I actually don't know what the other, the ones after this are. It's Jack and Allie in the oh. new one. Jack and Allie? Mm-hmm. Why? I think it's, <sighs> I don't, I don't want to have to get into it now, but I already think I prefer the names from the 1937 Esther version. They're definitely yeah. old fashioned But names. like Vicky Lester yeah, true. an like actress name. name. Norman Maine. Norman like Maine's really good. Yeah. Let's see. In the 50s one, it's also Esther and Norman. Mm-hmm. And then in the 70s one with Barbara Streisand, it's John Norman Howard. Hmm. So it's got a Norman. And Esther. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. That's funny. Okay. That so it's just this new version. Yeah. Yeah. Mixing it up. Yeah. I guess. The remix. I have heard that the <laughs> Barbara Streisand one is probably the worst one. Hmm. Really? Yeah. At least... You know, Come on, Barb. From the bit that I've heard, but I could be wrong about that. I don't know. I would watch both of those because Barbara Streisand's pretty iconic mm-hmm. in the Broadway world, and Judy Garland is. Oh heck yeah! Huge. Mm-hmm. So, be interesting. Huh. I'm definitely down to see all of the versions. Mm-hmm. I think now, because at least this one worked for me, and if any of them work as well or better, then that's cool. Also, very interesting to note that. I mean, I don't know if that's every version of this movie, but you did say it was a Technicolor movie. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. is, is this one of the earlier color know, pictures out yeah. there? Yeah, when I looked up when, like, the first Technicolor movies were, it said as early as 1917. Whoa. Oh, but okay. I was like, mm. So I think this was probably one of the first big, like, blockbusters to be in color, though. That I makes think sense. people were dabbling in color. Like, even with A Trip to the Moon, he would go over his film and color it, right? Right. But this was the first Technicolor. I don't know. Don't take my word for it. But I'm <laughs> assuming that this was one of the first Pro- ones. Yeah, and probably it was one like of the earlier, like, full length Hollywood yeah. pictures. And Janet Gaynor. Am I saying it right? Gaynor? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Who plays Esther. It was her only Technicolor film mm. she was ever in. Dang. So they were not popular. Hmm. But it looked good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think coming up after this, we have like, what, Snow White, Wizard of Oz, yeah. movies yep. that start to like very specifically use color. Mm-hmm. But it's also interesting because I, I think, yeah, on the list, like there's stuff going all the way up into the 50s and 60s, maybe even the 70s that yeah. are in black and white. Yep, for sure. So it just didn't seem like it was time. this kind of thing of like seen exactly as like, ah, oh, this is an advancement in technology and once we can afford to do that we're just mm-hmm. going to do that it almost seems like it was more seen as a creative decision to to yeah. choose either which i kind of like 
yeah, I kind of think that that's how that should be looked at more because mm-hmm. I think people just generally, generally these days tend to default to just like, oh yeah, color. That's just how we do stuff. And then there's like a few here and there that are black and white, and that's like a, almost a gimmick in some ways. Mm. Kind of, yeah. And I, I, I like, I like that being like, at the offset of the film, is this going to be color or black and white? We can do either. They are both valid options. Mm-hmm. One of them is not outdated. I kind of, anyway. Yeah, that's right. interesting to think about. Like my favorite movie, which is also on there, Francis Ha, is black and white, and I almost never really think about the fact that's right. black and white. Like Jesus. I think about the cinematography, but. It, you know, it's a modern movie that just feels like that fits its creative decisions, yeah. you know. Or there was like The Lighthouse last year in yeah. black and white and yeah. like a 4-3 aspect ratio, which is also great. Oh. And that just kind of helped it fit as like more of a period piece than it already was, I feel like. Right. Um, and it just, it lent to the execution of that even more so. Yeah, there's a lot of things about the production of that movie that feel like it's almost even more like it's made in an earlier yeah. period as well. Like it's it gives that texture to it yeah just in the way that you watch it it's mm-hmm. great anyway <laughs> enough about the lighthouse and black and white <laughs> movies this one is actually in color <laughs> though. interesting though yeah just yeah. like right. that we had it as early as this or before and just that like it wasn't immediately adopted mm-hmm. i looked I guess it up again consistent. and we definitely had other color films before this but hmm. yeah this one was popular any notable ones and i didn't really notice any the version of the three musketeers hmm. Um, a few foreign films that looked like we're doing it. That's before cool. Before us, maybe. Interesting. So interesting. We caught on. We did. We did. And yeah, very notably, this is a, v- a very Hollywoody kind very. of movie. Yeah, like Especially it's almost because it's about it's their a, yeah. lives in the Hollywood world of Hollywood. It just felt so classic. It's kind of interesting because you know we we've, we've only really covered a few U.S. movies at this point mm-hmm. anyway. Mm-hmm. But there's already like this very strong kind of mythology to Hollywood that, you know, we see yeah. in La La Land and, uh, you know, just a, a bunch of, I mean, even stuff in the 50s, like with Singing in the Rain and that kind of right. stuff, like having this sort of, yeah, I guess mythology sort of, is probably It feels sort right of word. universal. Like, hmm? it feels sort of universal. Yeah. Like, just it's, even if I can't point to a specific thing that like depicts that mythology like you say like i feel like it's just there and i've picked it up from a lot of different media over the years like Mm -hmm. i don't know it's interesting it's definitely still out there in many ways right yeah like the fact that this movie like even includes like the walk of fame and Mm -hmm. like grumman's chinese theater and all that kind of thing is really neat and uh the hollywood bowl Mm. i mean the hollywood bowl is still there people do like huge theater performances there Mm -hmm. they do concerts there like i always am seeing theater updates from the hollywood bowl so seeing them sit down in that in the film was really cool i was like oh my gosh i didn't even think about how long that it's been there yeah being used in the same way like that was really cool yeah it's crazy how much history there is there yeah yeah and i think when i started it i was super into it because i love old movies like this like singing in the rain and it had that vibe of just Mm-hmm. she's an aspiring actress and i was like oh yes this is like made for me and then it's cute and vintage and perfect and i don't know their love story is great and then they tie in all of the really heavy topics mm-hmm. and i was like oh shoot yeah i didn't use the dirty word i almost did. oh shoot oh shoot <laughs> <laughs> like just i don't know i just appreciated the heaviness of it Mm-hmm. yeah it, it is interesting because it doesn't feel like it 
goes all the way into the, like being a melodrama. Yeah, definitely. But it's just totally comfortable dealing with like the heavier things. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, especially just like the fact that she's an aspiring actress and they're like, you know, no one has any jobs and it just feels yeah. like this impossible task to like possibly get a job. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, her her buddy being like, oh, I got you a job as a waitress. And it sounds like it's like a one night job. Mm-hmm. And it's like $5 is what it pays. Yeah. And it's like, that's pretty good. Right. And the guy's like, ah, you've got $11. You're <laughs> buying me a drink. I'm like, wow. <laughs> when he's down to like, what did he say? His last nickel or mm-hmm. something. Well, yeah. Like, and yeah, thinking of the waitress job, like the aspiring actress waiting tables, so mm-hmm. cliche. And then just even how her family was with her. Like, get your head out of the clouds. It's not realistic, blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh my gosh, the stereotype has been there for like a hundred (laughs) years. Yeah. Like me and my friends deal with this all the time too. It just hasn't changed. Right. Like the industry and how you get into Mm. it, it's all the same. Yeah, that in a way makes it feel like maybe the way that it works is is pretty outdated at this point. Mm -hmm. Like, is there there a better way? There has to be. I mean, her getting in through a connection is really still the best way to get into the business. Um, Rough. I don't know how they did things back then with agents and stuff, so it was kind of interesting thinking about that, like hmm. how how the film industry was set up initially and how we run it today. But just those criticisms and like being a star was still right. the impossible dream, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so you know if it's still that way where like she didn't, I don't know. Like, it was almost like she didn't have much talent. Yeah. But they were like, you know, in the way that like you'd manif- manufacture like a pop artist. It was like, yes. all right, let's let's figure out your your look and like mm-hmm. teach you how to speak and act. And like they were like giving her all this, you know, training. Yeah. Is that how it still is now? Or is it just like, ah, you're here because we liked your, you know trial whatever you know the audition audition gosh how did i lose that word i think it's a mix of both now and i feel like i was reading that about the director actually had thoughts about that he was like talking about casting and said there was some quote from him how he wasn't all about talent he was more about do they have like a star personality do they have charm and are they good at talking to people and having that presence about them mm-hmm. and now today i think it's a good mix because there's so much talent trying to make it in the film is- industry that it's like you can find people that are charming and know how to act publicly and are good actors right <laughs> but i think being kind and interesting as a person will carry you farther than just being a good actor gotcha so yeah. and if you're a jerk you're going to shoot yourself in the foot. Yeah, unless you happen to be, I don't know. Incredible. Or just a white guy. True. So is there anybody working <laughs> today that has like a reputation for just being a total asshole? I mean... I've heard a few yeah. different think, people. I'm sure there are. I mean, I, I mean Mel, Mel Gibson. I don't know if he's uh, still doing yeah. anything. Yeah, I've heard some True. negative things actually about Johnny Depp mm, and Catherine Heigl. Oh, I've heard as a nightmare oh. to work with. Yes. Interesting. But she was huge in Grey's Anatomy and 27 Dresses and all her movies and things. Mm-hmm. I've all, I mean, I've heard like there was a decent amount of difficulty between uh, what, Ray Fiennes and Wes Anderson. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know if that's just that he's generally challenging to work with or just he didn't like Wes Anderson's very particular thing. Yeah, oh, yeah, but yeah. also Edward Norton, I've heard, is like really oh, rough to deal with. Oh, yeah, I've heard yeah. that too. I think I remember that, yeah. So. I can see that. He just looks a little mean. But apparently he works pretty well with Wes Anderson and Wes Anderson is good with deal- at dealing with him. Okay, mm-hmm. so you just need to find your your crowd. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Huh. Well. Anyway, anyway, so if you're a white man... Maybe being an asshole isn't going <laughs> to completely destroy your career every time. Hopefully. Now everyone's all big into casting like big diverse projects. So mm-hmm. if you're white, now is not the time to go into acting. Which is kind of rad. Yeah. For so. sure. So. Segway. That wasn't really a segway, actually. <laughs> I mean, so, you know, it's kind of a transition <laughs> word. But, you know. <laughs> Speaking of transition <laughs> words... Well, I was just going to talk more about the director since I mentioned him already because mm-hmm. he just sounded exciting. Mm-hmm. So his name was William Wellman, but before he got into movies, he was known as Wild Bill and he mm. had this like bad fighter plane thing and he lived in San Diego, but he would fly his little plane over to Hollywood and had a friend by the name of Fairbanks. He would just land in that guy's polo field. You know, who who has a polo field? I know. I okay. was like, I guess all the people in Hollywood were just living it up. And he was like, I'm going to fly to Hollywood every weekend. So Wild Bill would just take his little plane wherever the heck he got that and hang out with this guy who lived in Hollywood. And that guy was all, I'm super fascinated by you and your plane and all the exciting things that you're always doing. I'm going to recommend you in the movie business. So he got him a job as an actor. So he started out acting. Gotcha. And I think it was small roles and extras, like he was a young officer in Evangeline in 1919. Hmm. Um, but from that movie, he was fired for slapping hmm. Miriam Cooper. Oh, <laughs> oh <gosh>. man. <laughs> Which was the film's star and also the wife of the production's director. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so he was not a successful actor. Um, and he decided he hated being an actor because he thought it was an unmanly profession. Hmm. More toxic masculinity Sounds for you. great. Really yeah. like this guy. So, mm. so great. Um, and he did not like watching himself on screen. So. That's fair. So he uh, moved either. into directing. Hmm. He has some uncredited uh, director work, directorial work in 1920. The Twins of Suffering Creek. Hmm. I think it's his debut. Hmm. Never heard of it. uh, not either yeah but i mean he ended up being pretty innovative uh this was actually pretty cool because so he was really into the planes obviously so he made this movie called wings i believe is what it was called and it led to several firsts in filmmaking including newly invented camera mounts that could be secured to planes Mm. um, and motor driven cameras to shoot actors while flying that's That's cool yeah um, and then he also had another one. Yeah, so he did a lot wor- a lot of work with planes in his movies. And then there was one where he would sit under the camera on a dolly with a mic between his legs, essentially inventing a shotgun mic. Mm-hmm. And then oh. I think he was one of the first people to hook a mic on a broomstick, and he would mm. hold it up. Really? Um, like wow. Like we do now. Yeah. Interesting. So. That's crazy. He <laughs> was, yeah, so he definitely made a difference in how we... I don't know, film fast moving things and 
record yeah. audio. Gosh, I never would have thought about the fact that like, somebody needed to invent like the the motor camera, like because before you'd have to crank it. And I yeah, that's so weird. I know. Like I guess they they you, you, they showed that in King Kong where he's like yeah. cranking it oh, as he's talking phone, to her, yeah. and I was like, do you have to do that the whole time? True. And I guess yeah. so. It's weird. Not anymore. Haha. <laughs> Thanks, William. Thanks, boy. You the best. In some ways. Uh, yeah. Don't <laughs> slap people. Yeah. Women. Don't don't. That's like. Yeah, it's not really great. Mean. It's, oh, whatever. That's kind of rough, you know. <laughs> so much sexism in this uh, decade. Surprisingly, a decent amount of agency for the, the female lead in this film, though. Yeah. Yes, That's I something. was very impressed. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's incredible. They were both nominated for Best Actor, Best Actress really? for the Oscars. They did not win, but mm, tragic. Um, I think she won an Oscar for one of her other movies, and she was like Hollywood's it girl for a long time. Like It was just her uh, in everything. But uh, after mm-hmm. being in A Star is Born, I think she went from playing a lot of more innocent roles to playing heavier roles. So this was definitely gotcha. her turning point, hmm. which was cool to read about. That is very interesting. Yeah. I don't think I've ever heard of her before. I hadn't either, which was weird because I think of myself as being super into old movies like this. But I guess I hear more names from like the 50s right. than the 30s. Yeah. And that's also something kind of interesting is like that that like the 50s and 60s have kind of become old movies yeah. in our heads, especially like in this generation. And like I think of... I mean, before, especially before starting this podcast, like I would have thought of an old movie and I would have thought more like, ah, Roman Holiday or that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, that's neat. But like it's, I, that's not really old movies in comparison right. to, you know, when we're talking about, you know, A Trip to the Moon or Metropolis or yeah. King Kong or this. It's like much, it's a very different kind of brand of early movie where they're still, like, inventing how to make movies at this mm-hmm. point, you know? Yeah. But, so it is kind of interesting to be, like, the it girl of Hollywood, like, right when Hollywood is, like... Starting. Figuring itself out, yeah. you know? Yeah, in the 30s. Although yeah. it's surprising, how like, how much, again, like, how much there actually is that's already kind of started out with the way that Hollywood right. works, but... Yeah, for sure. And... Yeah, that that stereotype, again, of Mm -hmm. how actors have to get into it was already in place. Um, Also, just, like, it reminded me, I mean, there were definitely moments, I think even just in the acting, that reminded me of, like, moments in Singing in the Rain. Hmm, yeah, yeah, same. That's a fairly big time jump. Yeah, like... But here we are in the 30s, still, still had those vibes. Seems like not much really changed between then. I don't think so, yeah. Which is probably a gap of like what, fifteen years maybe? Yeah, I think so, around there. Which is, I mean, I guess that's kind of fair. Like, if we look back to what films look like fifteen years before now, they were pretty close to how they look now. True. Like, Closer, they're a bit yeah. uglier. Definitely. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, other Different. than that, not that much worse or that much different. Right. I think the yeah editing styles and a lot of a lot of stuff. Like obviously, the farther back you go, like early 2000s maybe would mm-hmm. be kind of rough but like mid 2000s late 2000s not that much different i don't think yeah but i mean even depending like some of the the better looking things then yeah pretty hold up pretty That's well true. now like i'm always surprised every time i go back to which i don't 
this probably isn't talked about very much as like one of the better films of the 2000s, but Stranger Than Fiction, mm-hmm. like even all like the weird little graphic things and that kind of stuff in that movie mm. hold up surprisingly well now, like 15 years later. Totally. And I mean, I mean, obviously looking at like a Peter Jackson film, those yeah, t- tend to hold up pretty yeah, well. Like Lord of the Rings. It's, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it's never going to be Return up. of the King probably still <laughs> looks better than Battle of Five Armies. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, that's anyway. because Battle of Five Armies is ugly. But we don't need to get into that ever. Not yet. No, we can talk about it when we talk about the, those movies. Yeah, we we'll cover. talk about at least one of them. Yay! Would have been kind of cool to, like, do more of them, but... Maybe. I guess not. We could. We could. Do, uh, that's a question for you so guys. It's kind of off topic. Do you I think that we should do like movies that were all filmed together as one movie as one movie? Like, should we, because the Lord of the Rings trilogy was all filmed at the same time. Right. Should we talk about it as one movie? I might argue in favor of that specifically also because I don't think Hannah has fully <laughs> watched those yet. I what? have I watched them. I just fall asleep every yeah. time. How are you so related to Hunter? I please? don't know. And you haven't seen They're them so all. so good. Okay, I've sat down through. to watch all three of those movies. One time I even sat down to watch the extended versions with friends. I always fall asleep. It That's was so weird. rough. I'm sorry. We all, it was always in like a social setting. Gotcha. So like it was, you know... There was the one time where it was just like, oh, we're watching it with friends. I, and then there was the other time where we were like, sit down and watch it is because it was a social yeah, thing. Like <laughs> the most recent time was when we marathoned the extended versions with friends, which is hard. That sounds uh, really so rough. I don't recommend that we do that. But I think if we take them one at a time, we can watch the theatrical cuts. I, say I would recommend that you start with the theatrical cuts, honestly. Yeah. They're like such great napping movies, though. Oh, like I guess. pretty music and pretty it's scenery. Yeah. Mirren saw them and she fell in love. And they're some of Mirren's favorite movies. They're so good. Like, I'm sorry, Mirren. If you just give also, them a sorry, real Zach. Go. Shout so out to that friend of the no. pod. <laughs> yeah. I continuously so. disappoint like. <laughs> with my inability to stay awake <laughs> during Lord of the Rings. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know if there's any other examples of that kind of specific thing on the list. Um, there might be at if least we were checking but yeah, yeah most things that I think we have on the list were not like think, yeah, all filmed usually, at the same time right they're usually pretty standalone if we had the Hobbit movies if we had the, I liked the Matrix sequels which mm. why would we have those on the 100 no, movies list that's but, you okay know, there are some examples of stuff like that yeah. oh yeah the last two Pirates the, uh, the second and the third pi- Pirates movies interesting I didn't yeah. know that. cool that makes sense I need to watch those uh, but yeah I would I would argue that we could watch and at least to some length discuss all three Lord of the Rings movies. Heck yeah. That's a big task though. That's a lot of movie. At least by and then hopefully we won't be banking I mean not that we are now. We but never do that. We would never do something what? like that. But just just you know, but at yeah. least we don't have to cover say, you know, another episode after this, you know, in the same day <laughs> potentially, you know. Right. We aren't taking, you know, specific days off of work to Right. all come together and record multiple episodes at a time so we could just you know feasibly do one movie yeah. right episode on the lord of the rings of course. yeah <laughs> we could do it anyway all just as an example that's the planning yeah. corner of this podca- podcast episode it really yeah it has so much <laughs> to do with the star is born that i'm really glad we got this this mm-hmm. conversation out of the way important. now important mm-hmm. anyway what were we talking about i don't know a star is born oh it how it looks it looks nice but yeah it looks pretty good and okay well the earlier scenes were kind of ugly i don't know if that was just for me but like the lighting was really dim and you couldn't tell it's kind of the same color it's like he figured it out as he went along (laughs) yeah it like did get better looking Mm -hmm. as the movie went which at first i was like this looks 
bad and why did they bother making this in color but also why did i put this movie on the list does it mm-hmm. deserve to be here and then as we went along i was like okay yeah why and do you think it deserves to be here reese well i mean mostly just because a star is born has become like just kind of a symbol of hollywood mm-hmm. just based off of it having a version in pretty much every era of mm-hmm. of hollywood it kind of feels important to have in there mm-hmm. and at least of what i've seen it's kind of debated but i generally tend to see this one considered like people's favorite version yeah at least in the circles that i'm in i think a lot of people really like the judy garland one mm-hmm. but i was also like why have the judy garland one because we're in a few weeks we'd be doing wizard of oz anyway mm-hmm. yes and singing in the rain so we're getting musicals right. covered so it just doesn't didn't feel exactly required for that era however as as you know as a 30s movie i feel like this one is pretty significant Mm -hmm. even if it's not like you know the best ever film yeah you know it still it still represents something i guess i guess some people argue that there's another film called what price hollywood question Hmm. mark Hmm. it's a good question Sorry, that sounded what like price I was Hollywood. Like it's like what price Hollywood is the title. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a question um, that came out in 1932, and people are saying it just has a lot of similarities. Gotcha. And that they think A Star Is Born wasn't completely original; that they drew a lot from that movie. So that's like the OG OG A Star Is Born. Gotcha. That's interesting. But I haven't heard of that one. Yeah, me neither. Um, and this one won Academy Award for Best Original Story. So <laughs> right, could be a case of accidental plagiarism could be or just people kind of have the same ideas or i don't know i i kind of want to watch that movie now just to see um i think it just addresses like themes of hollywood and then i guess there was some inspiration from some actress and her husband who was an alcoholic producer Hmm. so i'm not sure what their plot is but there's also different um like theories on what a star is born was based off of Hmm. A lot of like film historians believe that the marriage of Barbara Stanwyck and Frank Fay was the film's real life inspiration. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I think it got bad. He was like a drunk and a wife beater, and but they were both into movies. Gotcha. And so yeah, hmm. it's kind of sad how many little theories of inspiration there are actually for the story yeah this is pretty sad and dark but it's like already by 1937 there's just like a massive amount of like alcoholism and like mm-hmm. semi to fully failed marriages in hollywood yeah in the world of celebrities and yeah, yeah. pretty sad mm-hmm. which i mean is kind of still just it's still a thing now which yeah. makes it almost feel worse it's like man we're this story this is depressingly familiar, mm-hmm. but also like we've had what eighty plus years to not. It's just like I mean, it's just kind of the problem of dealing with human beings. I think. Yeah. Like you just you have people in all of these roles and positions, and sometimes they have problems, and sometimes they have problems together. Hooray. So. And maybe the only difference is that, you know, with celebrities and stuff, it's reported on and is in right. the public eye, you know? Yeah. 
Oh man, we're just more aware of There's it, and of also it's more enabled stuff. because of more money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like the the Johnny Depp Amber Heard thing is like a really weird example of that. Too. It is because yeah. that's like also showing how it can kind of be manipulated and uh, towards one side. Yeah, because that came out oh, first where it was like it looked can like Johnny Depp was the bad guy. What's up? What was that? Oh, uh, so a while back, uh, there was some stuff that came out where like, are they married? Uh, or something. I don't know if they they were. They were. So Johnny Depp and Amber Heard are together, and there's some stuff coming out that he's like abusing her. Mm-hmm. Um, like she's accusing of him of all this stuff, and there's this long, like drawn out legal battle. I don't know all the de- details, but somewhat more recently, probably within the last like year or two, there was some more stuff that came out that seemed like it was the opposite mm-hmm. was true. Mm-hmm. Like there was some recordings and stuff that were like, oh, like she was actually hurting him. And he was more or less passive in those moments. Like there were fights and arguments and hmm. she was the more violent one. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of been flipped with the evidence that changed. So, but huh. she was totally spinning it early on as like, no, he's hurting me. Like it's, he's the bad guy. And yeah, it's weird. It's it, kind but of, but it really did like, like, it's really crazy. damaged Johnny Depp's career. Yeah. Like, like I'm sure he, you know, yeah. he was, he's it for a while. I don't even think he's still mm. signed on to the, the next pirates movie. And yeah, people were like, why would they, they, why would he, they have cast him in fantastic beasts? Yeah, that was like he sucks. Thing. He's the worst. Right. And totally it was um, like a problem for a while, but now he's kind of hopefully coming back in. Like, I think it's kind of hard to change pin opinion. Like, yeah, make a big change like that. But, it's surprising. Well, I mean, that seems to be what the recordings to, so. that came out were like pretty definitive I think and so. like lengthy enough that it didn't feel like they're taken out of context. Where no. she's just like, you know, this she's kind of yelling like, at him, and he seems pretty I'm, calm. Yeah, like I'm gonna beat like, the crap out of you. Yeah. He's like, please, no, like right. I love you. I don't, I don't want this. And she's like, not, nah, yeah. you suck. She's I sick. hate you. That's scary. And you know. And, and but like to the point where she's literally just like yes i beat you i'm mm-hmm. the one that beats you in these <laughs> recordings right. like oh my gosh so it's just blatant yeah and yeah. she's like and you know because you don't fight back and it's mm-hmm. just like quite literally just spelling it all out yeah. and it was a mess it's convenient so it so yeah. yeah uh-huh it's just but yeah like stuff like that comes out and like you know we might have only one person's word to go off of especially like back then when the you know, there weren't really like recordings of stuff that was getting released to the public and now there are, so we can kind of get different sides of things and I don't know. It's hard to know what's all really happening all the time and right. it kind of doesn't matter. Yeah, like extent, it is other people's like, lives that we're right. in, in a weird way intruding upon. Yeah. But also it's like, you know, I want people to be okay. Right. And to not be abused in general. Don't mm-hmm. abuse anybody. It's bad. It's yeah, we don't way. want to like enable abusers right. as well so it's like that kind of thing being at least in some sense in the public light mm-hmm. can be a good thing for preventing that or at the very yeah. least stopping it in its tracks maybe yeah hopefully who knows uh, anyway we're, we, sorry. we're here to deal with the very like <laughs> intense topics here right you know there's so much more stuff that we still need to get to so sorry yeah we can no, get we back should, on that like, touch on the heavy heaviness of the plots because i think that's so interesting Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. let's get to the ones that are actually in the movie yes i guess more more so literally right definitely like now that there's like some kind of code authority Mm -hmm. and you know very specific about what they're allowed to include or not it's it's 
for the most part, it feels like this is presented in a much more upbeat way in general. Mm-hmm. Like I, I was surprised with how it in talking about these really heavy topics was not really going into a lot of the consequences of these things mm-hmm. in a weird way. Like, yeah, she was she was gonna kind of give up her career to take care of him, right? But they they didn't have any kind of like, for example, marital issues come out of it, right? Like they were both like fully as as much as they could be like sacrificial for each other, and right? Had, true. And it didn't really entirely feel like real life. It still was in this weird fanciful zone, even mm-hmm. though some heavy stuff was happening. And I wonder if that part of that's, uh, you know sensor boards at the time True. trying to make it not as dark as it could have been it felt kind of fast too like certain yeah. moments of that and it's like okay you're tying in these really heavy topics but you're clipping through some of the things that would add the most weight right those moments so yeah i agree there were definitely like scenes that could have been in there like his alcoholism comes back like it's weird because he seemed like almost for years he had mm-hmm. been off of it and then Something happens, and then he's like, "Give me, give oh, me a drink. bottle of yeah." And then, and then he's like, gone for court. four days, and then he comes back, and then yeah, yeah. But it's just like within a like a week span right, of a week, it's just all over. Yeah, it just felt rushed. I think I think that's why this version didn't hit me as much emotionally because I haven't seen the fifties or seventies version, but I have seen the new one with Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper, mm-hmm. and that one like I cried in the movie theater. Right. So. But it was not the same for, like, Hunter. So, mm. I know it just is everyone's taste, maybe. I don't know. It mm-hmm. hits everyone differently. I for, for I mean, obviously, the audience, you can't see Hunter, but the face that he's making is, like... <laughs> awkward grin. Like yeah. Discomfort. Like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The yeah. 2018 one just, it didn't totally work for me. I may have been biased because... I didn't care for the music side of it. Like that just is not my kind of thing and all that other stuff. Like it just, it was not a movie made for me. I, I, you know, so that's okay. And then it just overall did not affect me. I didn't feel like I got it, I guess. Whereas this one, like I wouldn't say that I had a strong emotional response in either case, but this one just, I felt like I got it more Hmm. just at least, I don't know. I don't know anything about music or the music industry, but it was funny just seeing it as like about movies, at least trying to make that point of like, it's a place and an industry where it's like really cool, fantastic things can happen, but it can also beat you down pretty bad. Like depending on how you're kind of viewed by the public in general or just the people working with you. And I don't know, Mm. like it just, you know, he went through a lot of, crap not i mean he had his rough times where he was kind of abrasive with people but it was also just kind of like because he was a has-been became that you know like he he fell out of success then people started like treating him worse and it's just like there's this bitterness there. yeah like his uh what the publicist yeah right guy. yeah like there's no fault specifically i feel like but it's just kind of the way that things are and the way that the perception changes and it kind of breaks a person down and it's cool. And I, I got that this time and I thought that was interesting, hmm. I guess. Yeah. I, I guess I can't really speak to what the 2018 mm-hmm. version is like, but I have heard critiques from p- 
people that aren't just you about it being maybe melodramatic in a in a forced way mm. and that like mm. depending on on who you are it either works or it, it comes off like it it kind of rubs you the wrong way yeah. and it, i guess it, i feel like just remembering it it kind of came across to me that way i would need to watch it again mm-hmm. to really say because it's been two years ish but i i don't yeah. know if i care enough to watch it again well, i mean i'm i'm kind of down to see yeah i'd be curious to the see the versions what you think about after this yeah. totally yeah. we should watch them all in order that could mm-hmm. be an interesting time mm. also could be a patreon mini series i agree i second <laughs> like that. an episode of just like every <laughs> a star is born again uh that that'll be on our uh three thousand dollar tier <laughs> oh my gosh oh if you let's, are interested yeah. uh, let's at least wait until we're not not banking episodes we're yeah because we don't do that no. Right, but yeah. like, we would you know, never do that. If we were hypothetically doing it, that would be already a lot of movies, and then it would be a lot to do at once. So we probably want to wait. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Eventually, it is certainly possible. I think probably <laughs> oh. for us to record more than one episode in a week, mm-hmm. if we were going to do Patreon things. But it's yeah. it's a bit more challenging if, say, we were already to be recording, like yeah, exactly. say three in a Monday, which of course we never would do, never, ever. But one day. But one day we, we might. Do like to. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Anyway. So also, to make a comment about how hard it hit people, because you're mm-hmm. right, Reese, I think it does depend on like who you are and what you've been through. Because mm-hmm. like, the suicide scene, I think, didn't hit me the same as the scenes with the alcoholism. Mm-hmm. Like, gotcha. It just depends on like the people you've known or relationships you've had. But also, just the acting has evolved so much. Yeah. Mm. If that makes sense. Like, Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga were pretty phenomenal i don't know what hunter thought i thought that they were stellar actors acting performances in the 2018 version not that these people were bad i think it just has that old-fashioned right not as vulnerable intimate and yeah like we were talking about there's a there's a lot more i think we were talking about that back maybe the metropolis episode we were talking about kind of the realism yes being more of a thing at this time yeah uh specifically our our present moment Mm mm-hmm and Hollywood not really having that quite as much. Yeah. It almost feels like Hollywood is taking more from the German expressionism we were talking about yeah. in a way. Or of just like, like trying to make something theatrical almost or something. Yeah. I don't know. It just wasn't as easy to empathize with as mm-hmm. it is today. So I think that's probably yeah. another reason yeah. why it hits different. Right. Hits that's different. Fair. Which could be an intent, I guess, because yeah. they definitely don't seem like they're wanting to destroy your soul. You yeah. Know? But I want them to. I was like, please wreck me. Just wreck I me. I want to be yeah. <laughs> devastated at the end of this film. <laughs> right. Yeah. But I think it, it was almost, it was weird because the more dramatic moment at the end of the film mm-hmm. ended up being her grandma coming back and talking mm-hmm. to her yeah. and saying like, hey, there's a certain amount of heartbreak that happens in this mm-hmm. world and to have your dreams come true there you're that's gonna have some sort of payout somewhere like right. it, it it's gonna have some benefits and it's gonna have some drawbacks and yeah. that's just how it is and you can't just give up because of something that's hard that happens to you and i right. think that's more what they were trying to to spout at the audience right. rather than like uh so it's sad, sad. Yeah. Yeah. yeah i agree so it it, do, it does feel like kind of mm-hmm. an intentional choice on on the part yeah, of the writers that's true well, and just the whole title, A Star is Born, it's like one dies and one is born. Like mm. this constant churn of who's in the world of celebrities. Mm. 
Um, yeah. Hmm. I liked the last line of her, like how she <laughs> introduces herself. Like she yeah. honors him, like even though there were such negative moments with him as he was being a jerk at the award ceremony or in court, mm-hmm. like she still knew who he was at his court. And I really liked that. Thought that was realistic. Yeah. It was sad and it was cute. Yeah. And it, it was, was good. Nice. Um, but yeah. Hmm. And then the line that made me so happy about him just getting one more look at her. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. Cause that's in the new one too. Uh, so yeah. that just kills me when Bradley Cooper says it. So oh, getting gotcha. to watch these people do it, I'm like, Oh, and then he does it, you know, in his <laughs> last, the last thing he says to her hmm. just killed me. But that's rough. Fine. It's rough, buddy. It is rough. So I'm looking here on Letterboxd and I'm seeing that there are like a trillion writers for this movie. Hmm. Hmm. One, two, three, four, five, six writers. Yes. That's a lot. And uh looks like, so the director is one of the writers. The producer is one of the writers who, by the way, has produced King Kong as well. Hmm. Which I thought was interesting because there's very little in common between these two movies. Yeah. <laughs> they're just uh, a little uh, different. Right. <laughs> and uh Robert Carson, Alan Campbell, Dorothy Parker, and Ben Hecht. That's a fun name. Ben Hecht. Who apparently wrote a bunch of like Hitchcock things. Ooh, oh wait, it says he was a screenwriter, that. director, producer, playwright, journalist, novelist. So some things are adaptations, I guess, mm. of oh. things that he's written. Interesting. That is interesting. Cool. Uh, but Robert Carson is the one that seems to be credited on all of the other versions of A Star is Born. Hmm. Oh, okay. So I wonder if that's like, is that, do you know if that's like mainly his story? Um, I don't know. When it has it listed here, it just listed all the names. Gotcha. Okay. But. Maybe he's just like token given the, yeah, the credit or something. It's definitely the first on the list. So. Gotcha. I don't know. It is interesting. Yeah, I'd be interested to see how much he was involved. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Max Steiner again as composer. Yeah, that's the pretty cool. legend. Yeah. And they had a budget of one point one million dollars. Hmm. At the time. At the time. So, <laughs> how much is that today? Oh, wait. That's it seems like significantly I mean, more. It is post. Or it, it during uh, the Great Depression, so I I think because yeah. I was looking at it and the way that that m- the money like when I was doing my calculations for King Kong based on inflation, what what would have been like eight hundred thousand dollars today from nineteen thirty two became like a million dollars today in nineteen thirty three, so by the time of yeah, thirty seven yeah. things just might have gone up enough in inflation yeah. that yeah. it's comparable. Right Do you have inflation Cal? One million dollars in nineteen thirty uh, is equal to about fifteen point five million dollars in twenty twenty. Gotcha. What was, the, what was the exact yeah, figure again of that, of the stars born? One point one million, almost one point two million, actually. One point one million. That see, because that, that that does sound like a lot, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think for the time it was still a lot. Yeah, that's that probably doesn't. I mean it. Technicolor probably would increase your budget. Right. Having, you know, music and... Big name actors. Yeah. I mean, she was a big name for sure. 
And they f- they filmed it in three months, though. Hmm. It was October to nice. December 1936. Dang. And it premiered in L.A. And then at the Grauman. Is that how you say it? Yeah, I think Grauman's Chinese Grauman's Theater. Grauman's Chinese Theater. It premiered there in L.A. And then two days later, it premiered in New York at Radio City Music Hall as well. Gotcha. Which is pretty cool. I've been there. I didn't even think about all the movies that have premiered <laughs> there. It's a really cool place. It I really want to go back there. It's incredible. Apparently, m- my uh, my my grandpa went to go see, I think Empire at Grauman's nice. Chinese Theater because he used to live oh, in that area. So cool. Yeah. Uh, okay, so it says nineteen in th- nineteen thirty seven dollars. The one point one is about. 19 million dollars today whoa so yeah it's just a big it's just a big budget it's pretty good that's it yeah that is a lot (laughs) i guess maybe also at the time probably more people were Mm. going to see movies so it was probably more justifiable to spend that amount of money maybe it told me how much i don't know depression times was it it made by the end of 1939 the film had earned a profit of 181,000 interesting yeah so they made it all back and that much in profit but i almost expected more yeah profit i guess yeah it looks like king kong was profiting quite a bit more but again yeah. that's like a big blockbuster and this might just be like right it said not people like this one um it got all positive reviews when it came out it was called uh the new york times called it one of the year's best shows and they said it quoted good entertainment by any standards, including the artistic and convincing proof that Hollywood need not to travel for its plots. There's drama aplenty in our own backyard. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I like that. Me too. <laughs> yeah. What Hunter? Hmm? Oh, I thought you were chiming in. No, I'm, I'm just over here. <laughs> I got you. Okay, nice. <laughs> I'm just here. <laughs> I can't. I can't wait for our new interface in which we're gonna actually be able to well, hear everybody through our headphones. Because yeah, at the moment we just have to hear ourselves and then like try to hear Hunter in like, the distance. In, yeah, sounds very quiet and far I mean, away. Notorious for being kind of hard to hear. It is in true. Certain situations, and you've and moved your you chair farther away. I am a bit far away. We shoved him in a corner. Sorry. Just, you know, trying to pick up less echo from everybody else but it's probably still gonna happen a little bit yeah it's fine. absolutely happening but it's okay you won't notice when you it's how it be it's just how it be yep it's all good but you know maybe maybe by by next week we'll be we'll be set we'll have Ye- the ability to control our own headphone volume we'll be able to do anything it'll be so good we could do or it won't happen next week and i'll have to bring my computer and interface over again and i will cry it's okay Ugh. sad sad times um yeah this one also got a 100 percent on rotten tomatoes dang flawless i mean i think it is is a good film and if I think that's how that's how Rotten Tomatoes works, right? It's a, it's a percentage of how many critics thought it was good. Yes. Yeah, okay. Over a certain like rating score, I think. Gotcha. Well, yeah. Good time. Yeah. Certifiably. I try to find like more fun fact type things too, like the last couple of reports I've done, but I actually couldn't find as many this time. Like everyone just wanted to talk about how it's been remade 
so many times rather than the specific make but it is kind of crazy that they remade it in less than 20 like less than 20 years later Hmm. like if someone made a movie in what was that Mm. in like what 2003 or 2004 and then remade it this year that would feel really fast yeah that's what they did yeah, we've, we've got what would a, few, a good example of that so be? Fast. We've got a few that are a little over 20 years. Yeah? I think. Like Disney movies, I feel like you might count. Oh, like The Lion King like or something like that? The Lion King's like pretty well, close. Doing a live-action remake, I feel like, is different, though, than just remaking the movie. Well, I guess not. I guess well, they made it into a musical. So yeah. they did I don't know. Up a I mean, bit. it is, yeah, all of those are done in different formats, mm-hmm. but essentially taking the same story and kind of redoing it yeah Mm -hmm. but yeah as far as like doing doing a movie again in the same way much less common i suppose right Mm -hmm. but i mean i so i was doing some research and uh cecil b demille remade one of his own movies really like a few like decades later Hmm. i I think it was actually the ten commandments he made once and then i think he made it again weird which is which it is strange. Is, which one is the the one that matters? The yeah. the latter one. Forgetting his name. Uh, so really? okay. he made one in 1923, hmm. which was 136 minutes. Then he made it again in 1956, which oh. was 220 minutes. <laughs> Jeez. And that latter one and that's the starred Charlton Heston. Charlton Heston. Okay. Weird. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. That's weird. I don't, I guess that was just a thing of like, ah, maybe there's enough advancement in technology or maybe, I mean, heck, I guess people didn't, I mean, we talked about it a few times before, people didn't have home movies. So Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. you know, you could either re-release something in theater, you could make it again. (laughs) Right. If you release King Kong five times. More than that, I think. It was like, I don't even know. It was was ridiculous. Yeah. That list was so long. But yeah, they they released it just a trillion times and and censored it afterwards. So maybe he wanted to make one that was more. I don't know, censored. <laughs> I don't know why. Don't Let know. me expand it. Make it two hundred and twenty minutes, but also <laughs> make it m- less interesting. <laughs> I maybe. I mean, that's kind of detour but i really wouldn't want to see the version of king kong that has all that stuff cut out because that's basically the only reason that movie's interesting for me totally agreed yeah anyway here's a question for you both Mm -hmm. did you relate though do you relate a star is born just in general to la la land at all because some people some people do Uh, i mean it it did did ring Mm. of that a bit to me it has kind of a similar thing on its mind for sure yeah it definitely feels like, I mean, Damien Chazelle saw this movie. Right. Yeah. The very least. Like when it premiered. Yeah, he's very old. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> we love yes. you, Damien. Damien <laughs> is 130. He's my yeah. homie. He's my homeboy. Um, I yeah. do need to see The First Man, another movie that Damien Chazelle made that also I starred. It's specific homeboy. It's a pretty okay of the pod. Movie. It is good. It's good, but like very different, obviously. Right, I would think. I don't know. I, I it's my least favorite of his movies for sure. I haven't. I think it. I but haven't seen his other 
two films at all, I don't think. Well, wait. I haven't seen Whiplash. Have you not seen any of them? You haven't seen, seen Whiplash? I've seen La La Land. I haven't oh, seen okay. Whiplash. Get out. So, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, Whiplash, I can just slightly put next to La La Land just because it's like music-y, jazzy. Yeah. It's fun. Very different, but still fun and, and a good movie. So, I, I I like that flavor of Damien Chazelle, I guess, more than biopic. Fair. It's cool, though. But it does I, star I a specific boy. It does. That has not yet been called Very out. Important. But it's, you know. It's it okay. is why I happened to bring it up. Yeah. To talk Ryan. about. I love. Ry- Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Gosling. Oh. You fool. John- Johnson. <laughs> Huh? What? Ryan, Ryan Reynolds? Is that <laughs> is that what we're talking about? Every time we're gonna we're gonna talk about. I mean, Ryan Ryan Gosling could have acted in any version of A Star Is Born and La La Land. True. And pulled it off. Because he is that old. Yes, and that talented. Yeah, and that Canadian. Truly, mm-hmm. so he's aggressively he's Canadian. Truly Canadian <laughs> enough to to play. The same character in multiple movies. Exactly. Is that a Canadian trope? It is now. It yeah. Probably. We'll just say that it is. Yes. The answer <laughs> is yes. <laughs> um, Man, that guy has an interesting music career as well. Have you listened to his uh, his album? I have. Yeah, you actually have. It's kind of great. Wait, Ryan Gosling. Yeah. You're not talking did about you? La La Land. He no. actually has an album. Yeah, no, he's he's hmm. he has an indie band. How did I not nice. know that? Yeah, I think I'm a fake fan. Wow. I think it's called Dead Man's Bones. I think that's the name. Now I'm gonna look that up. It's ah. kind of good as far as as far as you know that flavor of indie rock goes. I kind of really like it. He did that in that period between when he was in movies and when he was in more movies, where there was like a little 2009. There's that yeah that that period where like he just wasn't acting for a bit. That's so funny, Ryan yeah. Gosling and his That's friend crazy. Zach Shields. Mm-hmm. Hmm. All right, well, I know what I'm doing later today. It's kind of awesome. I'm very excited. So, Thank you yeah. for opening my world of Ryan Gosling. Of course. He's a, he's a talented boy he at is. many things. The beautiful face. Yeah, he's not he's not quite like Donald Glover levels of like mm. multi-talented, but it's okay. He's still pretty good. Shh. We don't need to talk about that. Donald Glover. <laughs> pretty great oh yeah it's also a nice side plug just to talk about la la land because <laughs> fair it's a good one it's maybe a, maybe my thing should be trying to bring up solo in conversations and it never <laughs> working <laughs> <laughs> it's just super forced every time uh, um, <laughs> mine's a little forced too speaking of a guy that can do multiple things donald glover and speaking of donald glover <laughs> his portrayal of lando and speaking of that how about that movie solo guys another movie speaking from of, 2018 speaking of men <laughs> speaking of like, have you seen solo <laughs> uh, uh speaking of uh movie time the movie <laughs> you're like speaking of music it makes I, me think of solos oh uh, have you guys seen solo yeah the have you movie? seen yeah Wow. Wow. No, it's wow. it really was a movie that I watched and was like, I don't remember that movie. And then I saw it a second time, I think. Did I? Uh, I, I don't recall. Did we I, just see it that one time? I've only seen it that one time. Dang. I would like to watch it again. I, uh, no, I have seen it twice. I've seen it twice. Okay. I would like to watch it again, too. I know we talked about this a lot with the Star Wars story films because 
I've only seen them both once a piece, but I need to see them again. Mm-hmm. But I know you've seen Rogue One multiple times. About a billion times. Yeah. yeah. And, mm-hmm. I th- and I feel bad about that. It was very anyway. good. However, after Rise of Skywalker, I think oh. I would appreciate Solo more. Yeah. So Back when Star Wars movies were at least a little bit good. Sad times. Anyway. Also, uh, sorry if you liked it. Yeah. We're not, <laughs> some we're of not us, trying to shit on your know, opinion. Some of us didn't like it. <laughs> I mean, we're not trying to uh, shoot on your opinion here. We're a child-friendly podcast. That's why we're rated E. This doesn't stand for explicit. It's for everyone. Oh. Uh, everyone. Hooray. Man, it's, it's hard to kind of explain to my grandma why this podcast is rated E. <laughs> I'm like, well, oh, well sorry. The, thing is, the thing is, Woody Allen sucks. <laughs> Well, fuck Woody Allen, I yeah, guess. Yeah, that's like the only way. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. It's not really. Mu- yeah, it's just Oops. how it is. Mm-hmm. Oops. Anyway, do you have do you have more information on A Star Is Born, the film we were actually here to talk about? That's pretty <laughs> much it, actually. Um, I know. Delightful. Basic. Yeah, I mean, basically, the the director made some movies, but this was like. This was the one. This, I think this one stands out the best, uh, but he had other movies with a lot of Oscar nominations, actually, for like the actors. So I think he gotcha. was good at working with actors. And uh, Did he slap him in the face? I, <laughs> I, I'm not at liberty to say. <laughs> <laughs> Are you his lawyer? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Don't ask me these things. <laughs> um, no, I did not see any more <laughs> stories like that other than when he was acting, so... I guess acting just brought out his rage. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's tough business, dude. I don't mm. blame you. <laughs> um, yeah. That's pretty much it. Cool beans. Yeah, Very good nice. stuff. Do you guys feel like it belonged on this list? I yeah. do. Something I want to ask at the end of, of these things. Yeah, I, th- I think yeah. it works. It's fun because it's just a movie about movies. Mm-hmm. I love those. It's cool. There are quite a few on this list of movies about yeah. movies because oh, apparently God. that thing, that kind of thing is very critically well received yeah, i guess so. king kong was a movie about movies true yeah that's true that makes sense and uh what else do we have coming up i mean singing in the rain's kind of that singing in the rain. Yeah. yeah singing in the true. rain for sure i think uh cinema paradiso mm, potentially yeah. mm-hmm. i saw that one it's on it's on the edition. list we'll get there in the 80s <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh the man! 80s. When in we the get 80s. to the eighties, oh boy! Once we get there, see, I like to look to at grow. it as if we are traveling through time. We are instead of like, you know, retrospectively looking back. Y- you know, mm. so I agree. we are currently living in the thirties, <laughs> and movies only cost about seventy-five cents. Can I though? Please, maybe I don't want to. Uh, oh. No, there's, there's like. The thing is, wanting to escape our time by going yeah. back to the 30s is just a way to find those problems right. more. Say, I, like, I guess it actually doesn't the get much like, Things yeah. are weird now, but yeah, I don't think... I mean, as we were talking about better. in King Kong, it's like, it's not really solving these issues here. No, it's yeah, definitely there, sure. probably more okay. blatantly. We'll stick it out here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's our best shot. All right. Cool beans. Um, All right, ratings. We didn't do ratings oh yeah. last time, um, but I rated it four stars. A four. What did you give it? Five stars. Heck yeah! Oh, we I did love it. That movie. No, yeah. That's great. <laughs> great. I also think I gave it a four. I thought it was a good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, 
do you guys currently have a like a favorite movie that we've covered mm. this entire time? Hmm. Honestly, probably this one or a trip to the moon. That yeah. one like still really stuck with me. Yeah, no, it's I actually love that one. Yeah, like the it's funny that even as we've been going through all these ones and seeing all the advancements in mm-hmm. film, like a trip to the moon is still like kind of in my top three. It was so interesting. Yeah. yeah, I think up to this point of the ones that we've covered, I think the Passion of Joan of Arc is probably my favorite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, followed by a trip to the moon. Yes. Do you do you have a, a favorite hunter? The, the uh, Gunter boy. I feel like, uh, I feel like the general's probably still gonna take it for me. Yeah, just because I'm a basic boy. It's a good time. I, I really boy. like it. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just fun. It's it, great. It's a good time. Um, it really so, is. You know, I feel like that'll that'll definitely change at some point. Mm-hmm. Expect to run into some things that I like more, but for now, yeah, not objectively the best thing I've seen. There's some other very interesting stuff, but yeah. I, yeah, I, honestly, the silent like slapstick thing is still yeah. just like probably one of my favorite eras in cinema. Mm-hmm. And I really hope, I mean, I haven't actually seen it yet, but I hope by the time we get around to The Great Dictator, there's like enough of that like early Chaplin feel to it still. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, I mean, Duck Soup was really funny, don't get me wrong, but like there's something about like the magic of some of that early silent stuff mm-hmm. that just hasn't really been able to to be replicated totally oh. we'll see yeah good times okay good um, stuff well we um i guess we can plug things yeah we got uh do you want do you want to do the, some of the plugs hannah i do because you know i know our usernames whoa <laughs> yeah follow us on instagram don't dm us you little creepers just kidding don't do it i We'll think about it, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> movie <laughs> Overload Pod on Instagram and Movie Overload underscore on Twitter. Rough. Yeet. You know, Twitter's mean with the handles and Pod mm-hmm. is too much. And it's it rude. was just going to be Movie Overload Poe. Po. And I, oh, something about scared. that just like rubbed just me the, the wrong can, way. Yeah. I couldn't let myself do it. Yeah. It's rough. We could be Movie Opo. Movie Opo? Yeah. I would do that. Okay, well, we might change our handle, so anyway. keep your eyes out. We'll see. We, we, we could potentially switch things around. But at the moment, quite possibly underscore instead yes. of pot. And I all guess. that. But and either more. way, a good way to find it is, yeah. you know, on yeah, our just, website. Just on the True. website. Which yeah, should have the link. more on movieoverloadpod.com. Dot com. And you can email us at movieoverloadpod at gmail. Dot com. Yeah, and we got a contact form on our website as well. So. If you want to get in contact with us, ow, ow. and give us a, a give us a nice rating, please, please. please. Okay, so the way that it works is the higher the rating, the more the ratings, the more it gets pushed out, and then also it's a really good time having somebody write a review and being like, "Oh, that's a very sweet thing to say." Yeah, we can read them out. That's a podcast. That thing. would be awesome. I love It'd that. So, fun. so please, we'll shout you out. Yeah, we'll talk about your thing. We and won't call you names. And even if you hate us and you think this podcast sucks, please still give it a five yep. stars and then just yeah. give us all of your critiques. Exactly. Just, you know, give us a five stars so we still get pushed to other people because, you know, you're a nice, you're a nice person. We need you. You know, yeah. even if you don't love it, you know that it's probably for other people exactly. um, or not. But you, <laughs> but either way, give us a five and then just like cuss us out in the description <laughs> of that review. Like do whatever you yeah. want. It's fine. If you want. I mean, it's not, we'll still, we'll I'll read it all on this podcast. It. So it might be a good time for it you be, to hear us have to read your 
very negative. If yours is the rating. only review, I guess we'll have. You to. get a lot of airtime. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, and then yeah, probably there's a, there actually might be a Patreon, maybe, available. You'll see it if it's if it exists. If it and exists, if not, it'll be on the website. Exi- it will exist, it. and it will be awesome. It's gonna be so good. Worth so much money. Yeah, give us three thousand dollars a month, and uh, if we get a th- if we get a million dollars a month, we we can afford to rent out an apartment, and we can have a specified studio space. So yeah. uh, oh, please, please, so please. I mean, please. that's honestly Holy. like that's a steal. It is a steal. For this content. Mm. A million dollars a month. Yes. It's kind, of, it's kind of what we deserve. I mean, I we do so. a lot of Wikipedia research we for this. Seriously we seriously do. do. <laughs> oh, man. It's exhausting. Ooh, tough research. I do this for you. It's kind of fun. And I work four jobs on the side. <laughs> Rough. Just kidding. It's how it is. No, I mean, like, I'm, let's see, between working at a taco place <laughs> and sleeping... Yeah. It's not that. what you think. I'm pretty much just want watching movies. <laughs> Reese, you totally ruined my point. So anyways. So anyways. I forgot. I wanted to bring it back around since we're trying to do this now as well. Mm-hmm. Anna and Reese and me. Do you have any suggested related uh, watches? I mean people. the other La La Land. aside from the other La La Land versions. Yeah. Yeah, okay, even um, if you don't watch the new A Star Is Born, like you don't want to watch it, listen to it. That's true. Because holy crud, the, like the music is. You may have already phenomenal. heard it because that one song was Shallow on the radio. Is very popular. Because of oh yeah, that there's one. a couple other ones that I think are very underrated though. Not so much like the pop ones, but ugh, there's a f- ugh, yes. Anyway, yeah. that's it. <laughs> okay. And what was the name of the one that you said that this one was heavily inspired right. by? Quite likely. Price of Hollywood? Question yeah. mark. How, how much Hollywood or something like that? <laughs> something like it, that. I think it was. Uh, Hang on. Yeah, Wait. Right here so in my notes. I closed oh, my notes. Oh man. Pull yeah, up sorry. them notes. You have about five remaining seconds <laughs> before seconds? we got to oh, cut. What to price yeah, Hollywood? What price Hollywood? From 1932. Okay. okay. Rad. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, cool. So those are good. Probably. I don't know. They're yeah. they're at least related. Decent. Yeah. So get around to that. Maybe if you want. If you watch want, La La potentially. Land. Um, Definitely watch La La Land, though. So we can That's keep fun. talking about Ryan Gosling. I can also yeah. confirm that I do like La La Land a lot. Do that. That makes me so happy because in my film class, there's so many people who are like, uh, La La Land's overrated. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> no. It's a very good time. It's okay. It's fine. They just don't appreciate it, but it's fine. <laughs> when people don't like to like things that people like liking yes yes i think that's what it's about it's about that more than about the actual movie yeah i don't know i think i think in that instance for sure i try not to be that way i worry i get me too but like i'm sorry and i'm 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 sorry i'm saying this i guess because i've already started so i can't not say it when it comes to the greatest showman i'm just like "Ah." right no i'm the same way like no matter how many times someone tries to convince me to watch that i'm I just am I watched a bit of it and then I left the room. No. I just know that I won't like it. But I did listen to the soundtrack. It's yeah. so good. And it wasn't for me. Oh. But that's because I love it. again, and I've talked about this before on the podcast, I have a very specific kind of taste in music. Yeah. And that is not okay. its fault. That's 
my fault? If it can be said it's to be a fault. It's just different. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's Hugh Jackman, and it's right. but it's the theatrical side of Hugh Jackman, which I appreciate right. so much. I do I so do love I a love Hugh Jackman, it. for sure. Yes. A, a Hugh Jackman. A, a Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. One oh, here's a fun fact. <laughs> this is deeply personal and vulnerable. Oh. One time I had a dream. It was totally like a movie plot. I don't remember all the details, but Hugh Jackman was my dad. And now I want to oh, act. Oh, that's Jackson so great! Dad. I know, is right? This, is this before or after watching Logan? This is much before, <laughs> way before. Interesting. Dang. Yes, okay. and I'm just like, wow. He's got a I few totally good need to like be cast as his daughter. He's got a few good dad roles. He just it's there's something about it that's like really great. He would be the um, best dad. Like even that's what I think. Even the version of him in Bad Education, I'm like, I would still want him to be my dad. Right, but that's kind of the point of him. Yeah, no, I guess right. that's, yeah. Is that everyone likes him. Right, yeah. It's a good time. <laughs> Any version <laughs> of Hugh Jackman still. can be my dad. Yes. Except yes. Amen. maybe P.T. Barnum? Question mark? <laughs> um, He's apparently reportedly not a good person. Apparently. Historically. But, but if you watch the movie, But if it's the Hugh Jackman version, yeah, you're right. There's probably, so, you know, what? You He's know. probably fine. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, we love you, Hugh. Love we you, love Hugh. You. <laughs> and as we say here at the end of every episode of the Movie Overload podcast. Hold on, I wrote it down. Sorry, I forgot what it was. Curses. Oh I believe in you. Oh, God. Stay strong. Okay, uh, here, lead me in again. No. <laughs> Please. And as we say, you don't have to edit any of this. You can just be like, nope, this is what you get. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't want to sound immodest, but I think I've stripped a gear. Woohoo! <laughs> Why? Because I did. Perfect. Podcast is over. Excellent choice. Bye. I aspire to be like you. <laughs> Bye. Bye.